Hello and welcome back everyone to the part two of our two-part interview with the author and radio host and news article journalist and father and nutrition and etc etc Adam Messer. He, uh, he joined us for a nice good long conversation on here on Burn Your Boats with me, your host Matthew Lestalia. And um, we, we had a great talk, man, and it's just it was fantastic. So if you're back, if you're here listening to this, I'm guessing that you already know that because you, you've already listened to part one. Um, and part two, I think I alluded to at the end of part one um, that we, we get into some other stuff. Uh, he hits on on the don't, the don't quit poem and kind of, I think he goes in and reads that. And we talk about uh, what it means to go into monk mode. And I thought that that was really cool because I do that all the time. <laughs> and um, and just, you know, we uh, some of the things that are really important to Adam, like the, uh, the value in accurately valuing yourself and the importance of accurately valuing yourself. And in so doing empowering yourself and giving yourself agency to say no. It's actually interesting, I heard this recently outside of the interview I had with Adam where the expectation for you to say yes to requests is actually very low. And so, but at the same time, we all feel, or at least uh, I do, I feel very compelled as a people pleaser to say yes to people and to be there to help assist and everything. So it's something that I'm battling, something that I'm working with to value my own time more um, than every single request that comes in the door. Let's not let's not burn any more time um, talking about what we're about to be talking about and what you're about to be listening to. So let's just go ahead and get right to it. I appreciate you guys. I love you so much. And here is the second part of two of my interview with Adam Messer. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just, yeah. And, it, and it can be, it can be small, but that's how that snowball turns into an avalanche as it rolls downhill. It's, it's momentum. And I noticed that, you know, if I get home, after a full day of work and my first step is to sit down it's it's not like i've my momentum is already waning i'm like okay well i just got done with this work and so i'm mentally preparing every day on the way home from the army like okay here are the steps that i'm going to take like if i if i get this done and I do that and I, I can shift to here and then I can do that. And I, I have this much time to be able to fit in this editing and then to book this interview and talk to this person. These are the things I need to do today. I mean, a lot of times the, the action can be internal and mental. Like I am choosing, I'm actively prioritizing. I'm actively choosing this is what I'm going to do. And then, and, and it's different for different people. Some, some planning, like minimal plan. I, I don't like to live in the minutia of planning. I'm, I'm a big picture kind of guy like, okay, in the next three to five years, I want to see this. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to get better at, at scaling, scaling down that goal setting so I can see it and break it down to 
you know, 90 day stretches and, and sprints mm-hmm. and be like, okay, these are the, these are the things that I want to, I want to accomplish. But it all starts with, with taking that action. Like, okay, I'm going to go out and buy this $15 thing that I'm going to put directly somewhere where I'm going to see it every day. Cause I really believe that your environment will, will help to dictate or promote whatever it is that you're trying to do. If I have my microphone mm-hmm. sitting out on my coffee table in between the couch and the TV, every single time I go and sit down and turn on Netflix, the microphone is sitting between me and there. And I'm like, it's like, it's this constant mental yeah, it's a visual cue. I have um, a poem on the, the wall right by the door when I go out in the morning. It's uh, the Don't Quit poem. You know, have you ever heard of that? Don't Quit? I'm not familiar. I'll, I'm going to send it to you. That that poem uh, is, is one of those uh, best uh, motivational poems that I've, I've – it's just stuck with me. And I, I don't have it memorized by heart or anything like that. But the gist of it is, you know – sometimes things go the wrong way. They're not what you think. And they're going to, you know, you might, might feel like all hope is lost, mm-hmm. but you never know when you might've won the thought with that last hit or that last blow, or, you know, you might, the, the clouds might, when you come over that hill, the clouds might, might be dark and ominous on this side of the hill. You go over the hill and it's bright and sunny and beautiful, you know, and it just says, you know, rest if you must, but don't quit. You know, so you have to rest. You have to, you have to, like you said about shifting that, you know, I was just going to add to that with shifting that energy. We, our bodies will give out long after our minds quit. You know, our bodies can keep going. That's why, you know, that's why the military is so successful because they can train people to condition their minds to shut down, to be able to physically do things as almost like a robot. Almost like, you know, on command, you know, muscle, muscle memory um, same thing with physical fitness, yep. soccer, you know, athletics, uh, your mind, you, you have to, there's a thing called monk mode, right? You heard of that? The monk mode going into monk mode, educate me. M-O-N-K, monk, you know. Okay. So monk mode is, is when you, you just, you're doing the work and you zone in and focus on the work. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to contemplate. You don't have to, you know, question it. You're just doing the work. You know, you're getting into it. Dishes. I'll give you an example. And I used, I like monk mode. A lot of people talk about it with uh, like creative stuff like writing or, you know, whatever. But doing the dishes, you know, who likes doing dishes? I don't know anybody that likes doing dishes. It's not a fun but, thing. Yeah, it's just a, it's a task that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't require a lot like of a, a large no mental effort, yep. you know, it requires a lot of physical effort because, you know, repetitive motion and that kind of thing, you get wet and, you know, soapy and dirty and, you know, but there's no mental effort in it at all. You know, there's not, you don't have to think about like, how do I wash this dish? You know, but you, you gotta get, you gotta get it done. And then what's the reward? You have clean dishes afterwards, you know, those things you, you you just get into the task of doing it and there's no thinking about, you know, you, people call getting into the zone, you know, you go, you go to the gym or, you know, some people, I don't like to run personally, but some people talk about, you know, with that runner, you just kind of, you zone it out. You're not, when you're like, when you're meditating, you're in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, um, and monk mode 
can be incredible for doing the work because you just get in and you start doing the work and 15 minutes, let's say you, let's just say you did 15 minutes a day, half an hour, two days, hour and four, you know, you've almost got two hours and seven days of work, uh, two hours. And, and that's chunking it down to 15 minute increments in one day, two hours you can get a lot of stuff done in two hours. Okay. You can get a, a ton of stuff done. You, you can you can talk about a whole lot of things in thirty seconds on the phone. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. my gosh! It goes so quickly. <laughs> the thing is, with when you get into that zone, you just say, "I'm just going to do the work right now. I don't care about what else is going on. This is my fifteen minutes to thrive, or whatever." I'm I'm borrowing that from Tony Robbins again, right. but this is my fifteen minutes. And I'm going to chunk it down to that time frame. And I'm going to do that. It adds up. You have the time, you know, eight hours in a, in a month. What's that? 96 hours in a year is something like that. Um, you know, hundred hours. What, how many projects can you finish in a hundred hours? How many things can you do in a hundred hours? You know, there's a lot of things that you can do. So you well, can, especially you just have to, when, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And when you think about it from the aspect of like, if you're, if you're, say you're trying to learn a new skill and you're, you're trying to, you're trying to figure out Photoshop, you know, or learn an instrument. And because then it turns into this, um, it turns, it says, are you still there? Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Is I had an un, uh, unstable connection message. Sweet. We're still going. Um, oh, yeah. Probably wife or something. Yeah. It turns into a, a compounding interest event, right? And because you're not just – you're not starting from scratch each day. You're building – the first 15 minutes, think about how much the sponge of your brain is absorbing all of that. Okay. And then the next 15 minutes – you can, you can capitalize on that and continue. And like you said, you build that up over time. And if you just spent 15 minutes a day, like I'm going to learn a new chord on the guitar. And then you do that every single day. Like that's the impact that you can have on your life. And it goes back. I think that we had talked about this before. We talked about so much, but we talked about changing the course of your life. If you're wanting to do that, you don't, and, and, and equating it to a ship because apparently somehow the army guy has everything in a show relating back to ships. Uh, so you're on a ship yeah, and awesome. you want to, <laughs> you want to love change. the burn your boat. Burn the boats. We're going in. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. I heard that story and I was like, oh my God, that's it. I knew that there was going to be, this is it. And this is it moment. Because like I had several names for the show lined up and I was like, it works. It works. It works. The energy is not there. And then. No, it doesn't. It works. It could work. Right. It right. Wasn't it, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, uh, can I just plug, plug this real quick? Plug it. I, I don't want to sound cheesy, but talking about this about word word beat poetry, right? Yeah. It's a word beat poetry, and and I'm not trying to plug it like that, but uh, you know, it is a plug in a way. But when I was thinking, I was okay. I'm doing this poetry thing. What should I call it? I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know what to call it. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I like this name, Word Beat Poetry. And you, you have to, you don't necessarily have to name something, but when you do, it's a thing. 
It is. And so like your show, Burn Your Boat, you know, it's a thing. It's like, it's real. It's tangible. It's like, you know what? It's not just a podcast. It's the Burn Your Boats podcast yeah. with Matt Lestalia. You know what I mean? That's, that's, the, the, that's the difference. There's this weird energy that comes with it, that came with it. It was like once I named it and, and once the first episode published and it was a thing, like it's a real thing that exists in this world based solely on actions that I chose to take. It's, it really mm-hmm. does. People say like you hear like, oh, it took on a life of its own. And it, 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 it is its own entity. And it, its entity is made up of me and the people that I bring on. And not only that, but the reception of all of the conversations, the information, the energy, the, the drive, the motivation that is being sucked out of it and to all of the people that listen. You're growth hacking it. You're exactly. growth hacking it. Yeah. That's, that's my radio show. That's the same thing I've been doing with um, – interviewing authors, artists, and entertainers, you know, short, like crushing decades in the days, you know, learning those, you know, learning those, the, uh, it's growth hacking. I mean, that's all I can think of. It's like, you know, you're, you're taking like, okay, what, what is it that I, can I do? What, how can I learn? How can I apply these skill sets? What actions can I take? You know, all these questions, it, it all goes back to a question. It's like, Hey, what can I do different? How can I learn? How can I change this up? You know, and, these it's so strange but you know when we were doing the um when we we're doing the original podcast or whatever it was at the coffee shop and the sound whatever was just too loud but that led to another interview for you right mm-hmm. then you then you say that the folks were sitting across from us yep. yeah that led to a different interview and so those opportunities you never know you know how like you said it can impact someone else it could you know share with them i I think it's great. I love it, man. I think you're doing a great job. You know, I, I appreciate it. No, and it's this it's Zoom something. thing. About it, and here we are doing Zoom today because this is this is the best. Yeah. Um, this is the best medium for us to be able to do this podcast. Yeah. You know? So that's a connection. Well, I, I've never used Zoom before. Sirius introduced me to it. You know, um, I think it's it's cool because you know you're like like we were talking earlier about Adobe Spark, talking about graphic design or whatever. Yeah. You know, when you see someone doing something, it's our natural instinct to want to help them, you know? And for, I know you were talking before, you were asking me, like, uh, not today, but I know we were talking before about, you were asking about how how can I connect a person, you know, whatever. And I see people with different skill sets, and I introduce them to other people that I think that they would have a, a mutual beneficial relationship that they both can grow from or be able to get you know, a positive experience out of, you know, and I love, I love making those connections with people. I love being able to help someone else. I have an author friend of mine that she, um, I recently introduced her to a friend of mine who's on a local news station here. And I said, well, you know, my friend's got a new book coming out. My other friend, she does interviews with, you know, people in the community. Let's put them together. She was on there. The author friend of mine was on my news friend's show yesterday. You know what I mean? And it's just like those kind of connections make me happy too, because I'm like, you know what? This is something, this is a blessing. This is, you know, being able to help someone else out on their journey and their path, you know, it enriches my life, it enriches their lives. 
and the reward is so beautiful. I just, I just love being able to do that. You know, being able to, you know, and I, I like, I, I like to be able to connect with people like you too, because you do the same kind of thing. I like to be able to connect with other folks because there's not a, it's not a transaction. It's a relationship. It's not like, well, what can you get out of this? What can I get out of this? Yeah. You know, it's okay. Well, this is, this is something that we're spending time on. You know, this is something that we're doing. We're talking and, you know, we're, we're going back and forth with it, you know, and this, you never know what this might lead to. This, this interview with you, your interview with me, you know, all these different things. Like I met Ceres through you. Yep. She's a super awesome person. You know what I mean? You, we both know Corey Brooks. Yep. <clears throat> you know, and the, you, you, the, I think when, when people are genuine, they're sincere, they're authentic, um, they're going to have other people's best interests at heart too. They're going to try to uh, look out for, you know, the other person and try to take care of them when they can. And, you know, don't, don't sacrifice that to the point where, you know, you're sacrificing yourself or your family or your kids, you know, th that's not right. But when you can, when you can do something, you can extend something to someone and, even if even if you spend some money on it, or even if it, you know, even if you give them something that you might have invested time or money into, and you give it to them freely, you know, without an expectation of reward or anything like that, it, that that gift is so enriching. I mean, it's just so empowering too to be able to just give somebody something and not have an expectation of something in return. It's so freeing. It's like, yeah, you know what? I I just wanted you to have this Matt, because. I really think that you um, you would appreciate it and you deserve it. Yeah, <coughs> there's there's the expectation can just be different and and you just you shift the focus from maybe necessarily a monetary expectation of of transaction to I know that I see what you're doing and I see what you're trying to create and what if I if I give you this I know that it's going to help create this thing that I support and that I'm trying to do. And I, I totally get it. And at the same time, um, supporting each other in a way is once you, once you get into a business ownership, entrepreneur state, uh, a lot of times the, the shift can be different because friends will see what you're doing and they'll ask so like, Oh, Hey, can I, can I, can I jump on this train? You know, or can I like, can I, can you cut the friend deal or whatever? I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a whole yeah, yeah, yeah. worms. Yeah, yeah. I, we could talk a lot about yeah. that. Do you want to talk about that? Wait, just we I can do talk it. Just a lot about yeah, we can go like into it. Because uh, like what I've seen is that um, people will ask for that discount, right? And, and they want to jump on your tail coats. Yeah, the, the perspective, right. right? There's two. There's almost there's two different lines of thought there, and there's there's the people that want to utilize your services and they don't want to pay you the price for it because they know you and and I see that as um, an ignorant display of disrespect, and I don't mean that like as a double. Oh, you're you're right. I you're I, right. I think that it's they're not thinking it through all the way. They're like, oh, it's my homie, and like we've always helped each other out, and and he can he can hook it up with this really awesome thing he's doing yeah. because we're good. And it's like, well. You're, you're not thinking about me and you're not caring for the energy and the level of work I've had to put in to get it here. And now yeah. you're wanting to undervalue what it is that I'm doing when I would, I would hope that yeah. as a real good friend, you would take that half second and think, 
okay, how can I support you? How can I like, can I, can I tip you extra on the side? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that like I, like me personally, cause I don't, I'm not in an industry that really works that way because, right. you know, but if I were, if I were providing a material good or a service to people in that way, then I mean, I get it. And I try to think about that when I see new people, like even when they go MLM style and they're like, Oh, I just started this thing and I, and I've got this product and I'm like, and I will never ask for a free sample, but I've had them give it to me multiple times. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. You know, but I would never ask that of somebody out of respect for what it is doing and knowing that they're having to put their money and their time down. And then there's the other side, like you said, (laughs) people have already asked me to host my show for me when I can't do it. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) uh, knowing that you record your own show ahead of time. Yeah. That's crazy. And so that's, that's the coattail side of it, but I'm curious to hear what your, your take on it. Cause I know that you've, you, I mean, you've plenty of experience. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Let's, uh, is, is, let me see real quick. I, I just made it a little, is that, is that okay still? Yeah, you're good. Can you still see me. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, sorry. I just uh, shifted around a little bit in the chair. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about the nitty gritty ugly side of uh, freelance uh, gig society. Um, what you're, what you're experiencing, because I'm just coming from the my understanding, of your your adult life work experience. You know, you're in the army, and everybody there has a certain expectation. They have a job, you know, they have certain pay grades and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the retail world. It's it, it's not uh, capitalism. It's government, your government employee, you work for the United States of America. Yep. Okay. So you have a contract, you have, you're, you're basically owned by the government until your contract's over. Correct. Okay. So that is a different, that is a whole different world than like what I've ever lived. Okay. I've never had that, that, that life. Um, but living in a capitalistic free society, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we we're we're taught to consume from birth, um, and we're taught like I'm I'm repping my own shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this is this is a marketing advertising thing. It's you know it's crazy because we're taught to consume, right? So when you when you have um, like you have your radio show now, all right. So this is this is you know podcasting. I guess is really starting to pick up a lot. I've noticed a bunch of my friends starting to do podcasting. I guess because you know, it's like if you buy a red car, you know, like a red Miata, I think there's a little red Miata parked in front of me. You're going to notice a red Miata everywhere you go. Yep. Right. So I started noticing a bunch of different podcasts and stuff like that. And you have the people that want to ride your coattails because it's a weird kind of way to support you, but it's not really supporting you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a way to say, Hey, you know, I see it's almost like this. You get a birthday cake and they're like, Oh, I want a piece of cake. Right. They just assume because you have this large cake that you're going to share it with people, you know, and that they, for some reason or another, being associated with you or knowing you or whatever, that they deserve a piece of the cake without any work, without any effort, without any purchases or anything like that. So I get that. Because going back to the consumerism, we're conditioned to have free samples, free, you know, 
buy this, get one. Bargains. Everybody likes to feel clever. Everybody likes to feel like they got a deal. Everybody. I don't know anybody that doesn't like to feel like they got a good deal. I don't know anybody that would rather pay more for the same product. They're going to want to pay less. That's why Amazon is so popular. That's why Walmart is so popular. That's why people shop there. Maybe they don't like Amazon or maybe they don't like Walmart, but they're going to shop there because they might save $12 on a book. I might wait a day or two if I can save $12 on a book hmm. versus buying it in the store for 30 bucks. You know, do I really want to breed it that bad right now? Mm-hmm. Nah, I can wait, you know? <clears throat> so we're, we're conditioned to consume, 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 consume. I mean, even drinking a soda, you know, I keep going back to the soda thing, but mm-hmm. even drinking a soda, you know, we're, we're conditioned. I, I, I like that comfort or whatever. So freelance stuff I have done. Um, pardon me. I just have to keep shifting um, around here, but uh, I've done freelance photography. Uh, and then when I say freelance, I mean paid work. I don't mean free work. Freelance just means like it was an old term, like, you know, a mercenary knight would be able to be called a freelancer because they would sell their lance for hire, you know? Yep. Um, so paid, you know, paid work. Now, that doesn't mean that I haven't done free work, but I would focus that on volunteer work. I didn't give my free work to, you know, whatever. Now that doesn't mean I didn't collaborate either. I collaborate with people. I'll, I'll do work with someone. I will collaborate with them, but I'm not going to do it for free. I'm not going to charge them. I mean, I'm not going to say, Oh yeah, you know, Matt, it's going to be 50 bucks. I will collaborate with you because that's a collaboration. We're, we're working on it as a joint effort. Even if that means that you need a service from me and you know, there's not an exchange of money. I'm still collaborating with you on that project. Right. That's to me, it's a difference because doing stuff for free you, you get what you pay for, and if you're known for doing things for free, then people will ask you for free stuff. Yeah. When I would That's do photography, yeah, it is. And if you don't value yourself, your time, your skills, um, your treasure, you don't value that, or you don't know the value of that, people are going to take advantage of that. They will. Yeah, so those, and, and, and not everybody, but those kind of people that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's also another muscle that you have to build up. You have to learn how to say no, you know, either you disengage with that person and I'm not talking about ghosting them. I don't think that that's appropriate because you want to be professional. You can say, I had a lady this morning ask me on the, on the way to do this interview, I stopped over to get my son a breakfast sandwich. This lady asked me if I could give her a ride down the street. And I said, you know, I'm sorry, ma'am. I have to, you know, go see my son. I'm not able to give you a ride. She said, but it's just right there. Like she had some expectation that I should automatically give her a ride to the, you know, the store or something like that. I don't know her, never met her before, you know, nothing. I I have no point of reference with her. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sacrifice what I had already intended to do with, you know, for my son just for her. I'm not going to do that. You know, but that was her, that was her approach. That was her sales pitch, right? The commission for her was to get the ride to where she wanted it. Yeah. So everything we do, there's a commission involved with it. There's an exchange, there's a reward, there's a, you know, whatever with it. With the freelance stuff, and when you start, you know, getting into the retail side of selling things, anything you sell, you know, it's retail. You know, it could be a, a commercial, industrial, could be private, whatever. It, I, I just call it retail because you're selling something, right? Sales. You're selling the idea of this podcast, right? So you're selling people on the idea of my podcast is different because 
X, Y, Z reason. My podcast is different because I am this person. My podcast is different because, and you, you hone that, you craft that, you put that time in, you are doing the work. You invested the money in the expensive microphones and equipment, the, the software, the computer, you know, not even that. That's all peripheral stuff that you have. That's like the, that's just the cost of entry to get in mm -hmm. your time. Mm -hmm. How much time? I mean, how many hours, Matt, have you put in in the last couple of months on this? Oh my Probably God. cost a couple hundred hours. At least. And does it feel like work? So there, there are parts of it. I mean, even the parts that are, that are less fun is all amazing. Even when I'm like banging against the wall, like because <clears throat> I know the end that I'm meeting and I'm so invigorated and impassioned about it and it lights me up so much, even the, the worst parts of it, I still, there's like, there's this gratitude and this love for it. And so, um, let me, it, let me rephrase the question. It doesn't feel like army work. <laughs> <laughs> let me rephrase the question. Do you regret your decision? not for a single second. Right. And I can't so picture my life moving forward without it. That's what I'm getting at with, uh, with the freelance stuff, because the people that do this, the people that make the things, you know, we're creators. You're a creator. I'm a creator. You know, it doesn't matter what you create or you make, you do it, you know, and then there are people that aren't, but that doesn't mean they don't like it. You know, yeah. and, um, you know, I, I gave an example yesterday, the, the manager of the place, um, yeah, I kept getting refills of, of my diet Coke. I don't know why I've been on diet Coke lately, <laughs> kick, but I, I'm, I think I found the name for this episode. What's your diet Coke? Diet Coke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what flavor is your diet Coke? Right? Yeah. Um, but I tipped, I tipped her for her time. Mm -hmm. you know, she didn't charge me for the drinks because I was part of the crew, you know, the acting and stuff. She didn't charge me for that, but I tipped her for her time as a way to acknowledge and thank her for her service. Yeah, absolutely. She didn't have to do it. She didn't have to give it to me free, you know, and I'm not going to ask somebody to do something for free. I might ask somebody, Hey, you know, Matt, you know, I know that you, you really good at this or you, you know, um, how much would you charge for someone like that? Right. You know, you might say, well, I wouldn't charge anything, you know, or you might say, well, I could do it for, you know, 50 bucks. Or you might say, you know what, I don't, I'm going out of town. I'm not going to actually be able to do it on right. the date. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be offended or upset, you know, angry about you saying no, because I respect our relationship. The people that don't respect your relationship are the ones that get upset or angry yeah. when you tell them no, or you tell them, you know, well, I've got fifty dollars in materials right here. How do you expect me to give it to you for nothing? Mm -hmm. Am I am I just supposed to buy your dinner every night? <laughs> Is that the way that works? Yeah. You know, am I, am I supposed to pay your electric bill every day? You know, every month. You know, and um, that's just something to think about. Is like, I know a lot of creative people, a lot of artists that give their stuff away for free. They put their money and their time into creating that thing and then they say well you know i, I only spent two dollars on yarn and I've, I've had these crocheting needles for ever on a day but i made this this awesome hat i'm gonna sell it for five bucks what you spent 
three or four hours knitting this hat and you're going to give it away for five dollars how long did it take you to curate those skills in order to be able to crochet a hat in that amount of time exactly that's you know, exactly that's like it's like someone going to college uh getting the experience out of four eight <coughs> twelve years of education and then going out and then having none of that time valued as their experience, which I mean, because there are so many people doing that now, that's a whole. That's actually very true. Society. That is that you hit it on the button. That that actually is what's happening. Um, that's that's exactly what's happened in the last twenty years. So with college grads, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I'm not going to say that I'm a product of that, but I mean, I I finished uh, my education, and you know, it it, it really goes back to skill sets what can you do what yeah. how you know, people will pay you for what your value is but it's like this you know going back to you know wanting a deal everybody wants a deal if you say you want seventy five thousand dollars and they're willing to pay you seventy five thousand dollars that's because they think they're going to get one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of work out of you yeah they always think that they're going to get a better value or if they come back and they counter and they say well you know matt I understand that you were making 75 grand at your last job, but I could pay you 50 and you'd be doing more work and you'd be working more hours, but I can only pay you 50, even though you got to do more work and you got to do more hours. They don't value you as, as much as you think you're worth. You have to understand and judge that. So with the freelance gig stuff, if somebody comes back and wants to haggle with you about your prices, oh well, anybody could do that. I could draw that. I could, you could, anybody could take a photo. Anybody can press the button. Then then anybody can go ahead. <laughs> exactly. And I'll, I'll tell I you know I've told people before. Hey, you know, then I appreciate your time. This isn't going to work. This, right business, for you. this business relationship isn't going to work for you, and that's okay. And it's I, I think that yeah. you're the way that you talk about being able to say no and the importance of saying no. I think that's incredibly important because that is valuing yourself. It's value, valuing your skill set. That is a skill that you have to develop. You have to be able to say no because again, going back to uh, what we were talking about earlier, juggling time. You know, if you if you're taking if I'm doing a job for you and it's taking away time from my family and my children, or even myself, my personal time, isn't that worth something? Shouldn't I be compensated for that exchange? And even if it's a collaboration, what's the compensation there? You know, we're collaborating. I'm I'm not getting paid to be on your podcast. You didn't get paid to be on my uh, my radio show. Nope. There's no monetary compensation there, but there's compensation. <laughs> in the reward of, you know, we, we've, we're friends now, yep. you know what I mean? We, we're new friends. We, we, uh, we've helped each other out in a couple of different instances already, you know, and it wasn't like an expectation of a return, but there's, there's, you know, this intrinsic value and this, this compensation, a commission, if you would, you know, just for that exchange. And that can be really good. Sometimes it can be ugly. Like you were talking about earlier, like the people are like, okay, you know, I don't know who would ask you if they could be a, a podcast you, you know, you pre-record your podcast, right? Yeah. So whoever asks you if they could be a guest host, I get why they're doing it. I get why they're doing it. I don't think that they thought it through. No. You know, so they, I don't think that they might've thought it through, but I get why they want to, you know, like they're, they're like, Oh, you know, Hey man, I'd like to be a guest host or I'd like to fill in for you if you're not here or whatever. I get that. That's a compliment. 
you know, yeah. I get that. And that's a compliment, but sometimes, you know, like we were talking about earlier, but people on different operating levels, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they don't really understand. Sometimes like, you know, you always see like the wizard of Oz, you always see what's in front of the curtains. Yeah. You don't get to see the guy behind it. Yeah. You, know, you don't get to see the, you know, the little, the little troll running around my mind at three o'clock in the morning saying, you gotta get this done. You gotta get this done. You gotta get this yeah. done. Like it's three o'clock in the morning. I gotta get up and work for five at five. Come on. <laughs> when it's, I, I mean, see that when, when with like, so for this, it's become so it's an extension of who I am. And there is, there are the things that I have learned that the skill sets that I've developed and, and cultivated over the years, whether they be resilience or interpersonal and everything. And that, I use those to try and guide the conversations and extract the information that, that I want, that I think is going to be valuable and entertaining to the listener. And so mm-hmm. it would take uh, getting to know someone well and, and knowing how they would compliment because no one's going to do the show the way that I do it. And, and that right. expectation of that has to be known from the get go. So I, if that case were to come up, it would have to be someone that I know is already familiar with how to, how to host a show, how to, and especially if it's going to be an interview-based show, then that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing because right, right. you have to be able to communicate. And, you, and some people, like you and I, we can go back and forth like this for the rest of the day, you know? But mm-hmm. some people are not that way. And you have to be ready for that. You have to know who you're talking with and, you, and, and, and be ready to extract like more manually extract that those things and yeah yeah well open-ended questions help yeah you know, and, and prepping the guests before they come on because you know uh i you, i know we talked about um about doing interviews and like how i like to stylize my interview um and i i base my interviews with people off of the format that i found that works for me when i'm doing an interview for my newspaper stuff Mm-hmm. I like to do an informal chat with them and then I'll send them the questions via email and I'll let them know when we're doing an informal chat, this is not the interview. I just wanted to talk with you, get a better feel for it, you know, get to know you a little bit better and what you're working on, you know, whatever you're doing. And I, I like to have that point of contact first because first of all, it lets their guard down because people are nervous about interviews anyway. They are. They're nervous they about are. being put out light. And even if it's just a small podcast, like what I've got going on, you know, I don't know how many listeners there are, but even something that small, they, <clears throat> you know, they might be nervous because it's out in the public. It's like out there, yeah. you know, you never know where it's going to go. Might, public consumption. Anybody can listen to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I try to put their mind at ease and then um, I'll email them the questions and I'll form those questions, I've got baseline questions that I use over and over again, but I'll form the questions around and, and critique, not critique, but um, curtail, I guess that's the right word, to what is specific for them, what is going on with them, sure. right? And so each guest that you know, I talk with on the radio show, you have to do the same thing. Even though it's, a, it's the same kind of format, same kind of formula, same kind of thing. You're doing the same things over and over again. You're doing it. It should be new. It should be different. It should be exciting. It should, you know, but you're going to get people that are dry. Sometimes you're going to be, you're going to get people that give you the one, one word or two word answer, or, you know, they, they might 
have whatever is going on in their their mind, yeah. and they, they might not even be in the interview right then. They might be somewhere else, you know, mentally. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, I, I I like what you said about trying to extract that because sometimes it does feel like you're extracting yes. an answer. It can. It can. <laughs> you know, um, I had recently, I uh, I had an interview um, where the I didn't realize it, but the person sent me back information that they had sent out on their press release as you know, like an answer to one of my questions. And my editor said, you know, don't, don't quote uh, a press release. I was like, I didn't quote the press release. I quoted what they sent me, you know. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have a chance to see the press release beforehand. And um, I didn't ask for a press release. That's my fault. You know, I, I'm responsible for that. Right. Same thing with your guests, you know. Like, uh, people. It's your responsibility to do your homework, to do the work and find out, you know, at least a little bit about that person. Yeah, you know, and, and like my, my radio show, I do, I do, a, I do an informal you know, conversation style interview and I like to talk to the guests about them. I don't like the, the you know, I'll share, I'll share things that I have a perspective with and I'll share you know, on the ground or whatever, but it's about them. It's all about them. Going back to that one question, what's the, the best interest of my client or my student yeah. or my guest? What's in their best interest? Not mine. What's in their best interest? Mm-hmm. And when I do that, it takes me out of that equation. I'm not thinking about what my needs are. I'm thinking about that person's needs. So like for me right now, I'm thinking about what's in the best interest for you. You know, I'm focusing on you and this is like what I'm doing right now. This is my, this is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm ignoring the other things, uh, ignoring the outside stimulus. I've had, Four or five messages, you've heard them dinging. Oh, yeah. Me too. I get it. You know, and it's yeah, that's yeah. something that I know because of our conversations before and because I've gotten to know you. Like, I, I know that I can, I have that expectation, right? We talked about expectation management. I have the expectation that you're going to be present. I don't have right. that with every guest, you know? Me, it creates a sense of security there that's like, <clears throat> okay, like things are going to come up, but we're going we're gonna to work through it and we're going to make it happen. So yeah. you actually answered, um, I want to get to kind of some of the last questions uh, here. And you answered half because so usually what I ask is kind of like for you to give advice on something to the people that are up and coming or struggling in the field that you're in. But you operate simultaneously in a bunch of different fields. So I was going to break it up into two different things is how would you... Yeah what advice would you give to somebody that's struggling when it comes to uh, freelance work or not struggling, but what advice would you give to somebody that's in freelance work? But I really feel like you, you just gave that in the sense that yeah. it's, yeah. you know, what, what can I do to benefit you? How All does right. it affect the consumer? Just add this to that. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Get your money. <laughs> get your money. Value yourself. Right. Get the money. I, I mean, get your money. Know your worth. Get your money. You're a freelance person. You put the time and effort in it. Get your money. Don't feel ashamed or embarrassed to say your price, to let people know, hey, you know, this is going <clears> to, <throat> you need four hours of photography. Hey, that's going to be $800. Sorry, not sorry. It's yeah. $800. Yep. That's, that got is what I'm worth. 10, that is what I'm worth. Hours the value of- that I'm going to provide you. That is when I, when I package this up and your book of photos at the end of it and with all of the different options you're going to get during, it is worth probably in excess of that. So I, here's my deal for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's money. great. I get love your, it. 
so the other the other half of it was there anything else that you wanted to add specifically for for that side okay so no, i mean like you gotta you gotta over deliver over promise over deliver and get your money you can't yet you, you can't just be a lazy halfway person and try to expect people to pay you premium prices yeah you know if you're the five dollar guy you're the five dollar guy be if, if you're the hundred dollar guy you're the hundred dollar guy what you want, you want premium no payment be the premium deliverer yeah you better be you better be bringing it to the yeah. table and it better be you better have your a game on exactly. but get your money I love it. So the other yeah. half of that question goes more to the creative <laughs> side of the house. So if you have some a, yeah. a, a fresh author, um, somebody that's coming out and they're starting to to write poetry, or they're starting to create art in whatever form it is, and I mean it's that's a, it's a tough gig in this world because it's not when we think about consumerism, it's not a baseline need in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like you it, it, until you get to the top. Right. And so you, your base, I'm not worried about art to hang on the wall or poetry to, to contemplate until I have those baseline things done. So the struggle for artists can be real because you're already, you're going to reduce or your target audience is reduced, right? It's not everybody, which I mean, is the case for every field, but so what is your, for somebody that's coming out into that field and they're trying to make their way, um, what do you have any words of wisdom through the years of experience that you've had in the more creative sector? Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, make good art, whatever you do, do it the best way you can do it. You know, it kind of goes back to the freelance thing. You better bring your A game. You know, that doesn't mean that your A game is going to be the same as someone else's A game. You're going to start off and you're going to take steps, you know, but take those steps, take the action, put your stuff out there. I see a lot of people that they're, they're afraid. Like, you know, if I don't mind, if you don't mind, if I just, just talk about like right before the interview, I was like, Hey, are you going to put this on YouTube? And you're like, ah, you know, I was like, man, put it on YouTube. Yeah. Like, Get it out of there. Put it on there because yeah. people, people like seeing this kind of stuff, they you do. know? And it's, it, it's always that, <clears throat> you know, and I do it, you do it. We all do it. There's always this, it, it's not where I want it to be that just means you have taste. That means, you know, like this is, I want to be this level a game, but right now my a game's here. Yeah. But I know I'm going to be able to get there eventually, you know? So put, put your work out there, you know, polish it up, move on, do the next thing, build off of that first thing, go forward, keep moving forward. Take the time off when you need the time off. When you have your bad days, you know what? It's okay to have a bad day here and there, but don't beat yourself up. And then don't have a pity party for three weeks. You know, get up the next day and say, you know what? That was yesterday. That was yesterday. You know, sometimes you got to leave yesterday Adam behind. That dude's gone. You know, you got to move forward. So, um, you know, make good art, do what you can, put your stuff out there. Don't be afraid to put, you know, uh, somebody want, like you said earlier, is this, that's so true because I've done, I've done a lot of different side gigs. I've had, I've had about three uh, careers. I'm, in, I'm going on my third career now, but I worked as an optician, as a lab optical manager for like 10 years. I worked as a financial aid director um, in, um, in a university setting for about 10 years. And then um, this last 
two and a half years I've been doing industrial electrical work. So I've always had a job, you know, like making money and, and doing things like that. The creative stuff, you know, you gotta, you gotta put the time in, you gotta put the effort in, you gotta put it out there. This poetry book, you know, I mean, I, literally this came about because I met a guy named uh, Brendan Walsh that came to Savannah. I interviewed him to want a freelance gig, a paid gig for the Savannah Morning News to Savannah. But I met him at his Great American Poetry Crawl. So I got paid to do the interview with him. But when I met him at the Poetry Crawl, I'd never been to a poetry reading before. Here I am. I haven't written poetry since high school. I've written like 45 poems in the last week. That's amazing. You know, uh, and I have other deadlines. Like I have, a, I have a July 31st deadline for a horror anthology book that I'm going to be in. I have to have that back. You know, follow through with your deadlines. Do those things. Be be available. Be present. Be mindful. Say yes to opportunities. Say no to the wrong things. If it's not good for you, say no. You know, but I think creatively, you've got to put it out there. Don't compare yourself to other people. You know, there's only one Matt Lestalia. There's only one Burn Your Boats podcast. You know, there's only one of you. Even if there's another one that says Burn Your Ships. Yeah. It might be almost the same exact title. Yeah. And there might be a guy, his name might be Mike Lestalia. Yeah, right. <laughs> might be somebody just like this, right? He's not you. There's a guy up in Atlanta. There's a guy up in Atlanta that his name is Adam Messer. My sister sent me a message the other day and asked me, She she's dealing with this company or whatever, and, and the guy's name was Adam Messer. She's like, is this you? I said, no, it's not me. She said, you think it's somebody uh, using your name? I said, no, there's a guy up in Atlanta that his name is Adam Messer. His name is Adam D. Messer. My name is Adam D. Messer. He, he uses my email by accident from time to time. Because his email is Adam D. Messer. Mine is Adam Messer at Gmail. Right? So I get his email sometimes. His middle name is Douglas. My middle name is Daniel. Never met the guy before. That's insane. I was on an email chain with his family. Like, I was like, you got him. You know? So, yeah, so it's not your name. That's not and a problem you, I can relate with. You know? You're, not a problem I can relate with. Well, yeah, I know. But that, that that's a very, you know, not a I mean, that's, a, I don't know how many people, in my, in, uh, originally was from Cincinnati, um, and there were only like 12 messers in the phone book when I was a kid. We had phone books back then, right? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> there were like 12 messers in the phone book, and I remember my mom and dad paying that $25 a year to be unpublished. I remember you had to like, actually have your name, your your phone number, as private phone number. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just you gotta, you just gotta, you know, if 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 you don't have any, I'll lend you some of my courage. Do it. Yeah. Go out there and just do it. I love it. Don't I love it. Don't overthink it. Do it. Well, if people want to check out your poetry and check out your show, like go ahead and and plug all of your stuff now. I want I want people to be able to see because what you're doing. I can't even say what you're doing. All of the things that you're doing are amazing. They're incredible. And so I want people to experience and to, to feel what you're bringing and, and to be a part of it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I don't want to sound confusing or anything like that. Um, my creative side of stuff. Okay. 
So I do a radio show where I interview authors, artists, and entertainers. I freelance write as a writer for the Savannah Morning News, Do Savannah. I write fiction, and I started writing poetry. Um, yesterday, I did an acting gig. Again, it kind of goes all back to the, you know, art of storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't, I don't want to say I'm a storyteller or anything like that, but I like to share with other people. I like to, um, to create things and share their story. You know, I like to, you know, like I had you on the show and the series was on the show with us and then you're going to be on and she's going to be on separately. And, you know, so I like to be able to interview interesting people that I, you know, feel interesting creators. Um, and, you know, so it is a little confusing, I guess, because I, you know, I don't want to say, oh, Arthur, artist, entertainer, blah, 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 blah. It's kind of weird like that. Yeah. But um, I really, I like to focus on the art of storytelling, I guess. Yeah. You know, interviewing people, learning their stories, telling stories, sharing stories, you know, that kind of thing. Well, if people want to listen to the interviews, what's the, what's their best route to get there? Yeah. 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 The, um, the, the one that if you want to check out, like, all the stuffs on the internet's for me. All of the stuff. Uh, um, yeah, I have my adammesser.net. Um, that's my main, my uh, main website. But uh, on there, you can check out you know my stuff. Um, but if you want to check out social media stuff, you can go to my Linktree uh, page. It's um, l i n k t r dot e e Linktree slash Adam Messer. And on Instagram is Adam Messer. Facebook is author Adam Messer or whatever. But, uh, you know, like I said, I just like to interview people. I like to talk to them. The The leadership stuff and the, um, the, the other stuff, that comes from my work background and just, you know, personal uh, overcoming uh, things throughout my personal life. And it, these are all things that I've learned that work for me. Um, can I share this last story with you? Please, yeah. And then I know you got to wrap up. Of course, but, no, bring it. So I'm, I, I am guilty of self-deprecating humor and apparently self-limiting talk. Yeah. I didn't realize this. I was talking to this lady yesterday, and she, she said uh, we were talking, and she said, you know, I noticed it, that you, you say self-limiting things. And um, I was like, what do you mean? And she said, well, you, you say, so, well, I'm not this or I'm not that. You know, those are self limiting descriptions and uh i thought about it i was like you know she's right um and i i, I do self-deprecating humor i you know i'd rather make fun of myself than somebody else and i'd rather laugh at myself than somebody else yeah you know um but she said you shouldn't do that she's like you shouldn't do that at all and i was like well i don't do it like you know i, I really don't I, you know like if i say oh gosh i'm so stupid i don't really think i'm stupid i just think i might have done something stupid right or, yeah, you know i might have done something that, bonehead move you know I mean, <laughs> whatever but um she said you shouldn't you shouldn't do that because you know even if you don't believe it you you're there's something that's resonating with you subconsciously and in a deeper level of consciousness and you should you should affirm what you are and who you are and, and your beliefs um in a positive way and i was like you know there's something of merit here because she's like the yeah. third person recently that said something to me like that. And to me, I'm just, I'm just joking around and I'm just, you oh, know, yeah. I think I'm being funny, Yeah. you know, but it, some other people might think like, Oh, why are, you know, if you're doing all these things, why would you say that about yourself? Yeah. Like, well, I'm just joking around. I'm not uh, like, 
so that's something that I'm working on personally. Like I, I said, I, I, I F up every day. You know, I fail up every day. So up. that's something that, you know, I'm working on. Yeah, you F up. You fail up. Um, that's something I'm working on. And uh, it's it's strange in a way, um, I guess, because, I, you know, sometimes people, have to, like you said earlier, that slap on the head, like somebody's got to, hey, wake you up. You're like, oh. Sometimes you need that that little yeah. jostle, that little you know shake to get you out of your comfort zone or whatever. So that's something I'm working on. Um, but yeah, the 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 whole point of doing the creative stuff and putting it out there to the world. You know, honestly, I don't make I don't really make any money off of book sales or anything like that. You know, I'm not doing it for the money for that. Now, I'm I'm an animal when it comes to uh, my freelance work. You know, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna make money off of my freelance work and stuff like that. But when it comes to the art stuff, I, for example, I just put the book, this, I don't mean, I just use it as a reference, right? Sure. There I go with the self-limiting behavior again. Yeah. Own right. it. Right. Plug that stuff. stuff. You know, you have to be aware. You have to be able to catch yourself doing it and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I'm working on this word beat poetry book. We've got a word beat poetry hour. This is a new goal of mine that I'm working on. I put up a pre-order for it yesterday. I, you know, I'm like, oh man, this is so great. I put it out there. I got like four people that liked it or something like that. I'm very grateful for them. Sure. I'm very grateful for the people that, you know, they, they supported stuff like that. But talking earlier about um, when people asking for stuff for free, mm-hmm. when your friends are doing something and they're putting something out there and and I don't. I don't ever think I, I would never want somebody to buy my book. If if you don't like poetry, don't buy my book. Right. But if you like poetry, and you you, you know put a couple samples on there, and you like my poetry, get buy the book, of, man. Buy the book. Buy the book. <laughs> you know, I mean, sponsor on on somebody's podcast or something like that. You know, do something. Yeah. You know, show some support because I guarantee it. We don't think twice about going to a store and paying $5 for a cup of coffee nope. because we're paying $2 for a soda. We don't think twice about it. But to ask somebody for 5 bucks for a book of poetry that I've spent hours on or, you know, to ask somebody, you know, to, uh, to buy, you know, anything that you've made that's not commercialized. It's yeah. an individual product. It's almost like this disconnect in society. It's almost like there's a disconnect there's, in society. I think it goes like back to that consumerism. Like yeah, yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's this weird like commitment or fear of commitment people have with like uh, making that decision and taking uh, taking that step to to buy something that's not in a store like that. And I, I don't I don't know. I'm really curious to to see people, what people that think is. That social media, people think that social media and liking something on social media. Um, or, you know, just clicking on it or liking it or whatever, that is one form of support. But that's like the least lowest level entry. You know, showing up, like if somebody invites you out and, you know, and you say you're going to be there and then not showing up, because that happens a lot. People will flake out, you know. That is not showing support. Telling somebody that you're going to be there and then you don't show up, 
that is, I mean, that really can, you know, hurt somebody's ego. I mean, they can deflate what they're trying to do because they're like, well, you know, uh, I was talking to Adam and he would just seem like he was so interested. He said he was going to be there. You know, I, I texted him and said, Hey man, uh, you know, are you still coming? He never responded. How many times does that happen? You know, people will make a fake commitment and then they don't show up, Yeah. you know? So that to me, there's the same thing like, Oh man, I can't wait till your next book comes out. I'm going to buy a copy. Then they don't. Oh, I've been busy. Really? We have our phones. Too are, are, are busy to buy a book. Have yeah. you not made any single purchases in this? <laughs> well, yeah, and it's not to beg the sale. It's no. not to beg the sale. It's just like, no. if you tell me that you like this stuff and you, you know, and this is your thing and you enjoy this kind of stuff. I mean, I have a lot of indie friends and I, I buy their, their books. I, I try to follow their releases. You know, I'm not going to buy it out of pity. I'm not no. going to buy it. Because I don't want Oh, well. And I don't yeah, want I, that I'm purchase. Do that. Nobody wants pity. No, no, but I don't. I don't want you to buy my stuff if you feel like that. Don't buy it. I but want. If you want to be a supportive, of, yeah. Listen to that person's podcast. Give them comments. Give them feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, say, hey, man. You know, I, I was talking to you, and that guy Adam. He's just, you know, he, he what, whatever. You know, he's just this, that, or the other. That kind of feedback. Mm-hmm. You, you want that interaction. You know, but it kind of goes back to that surface level. Um, to me, social media is is just like you can use it as a great tool, yep. just like the internet. You know, like you're learning three chords or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can use the internet to learn. Use the internet and social media and texting as a a way to interact without interacting. Mm-hmm. They're not present. They're they're giving you like a superficial. It's a it's a good way. Uh, superficial is a good way to put it. They're very superficial about it. The people that are genuine and and that they they're your they're your true supporters, your real supporters, are the people that reply back to you, that they talk to you, that they're they call you up and they ask you how you're doing, not because they want something. You know, they they want they want to see you be successful because they want to you know they want. They know how much time and effort you've been putting into it. Mm-hmm. They know that you've been putting hundreds of hours into your podcast. You know, that's the kind of thing that, um, you know, if you want to show genuine support, people, I, I see people post all the time, like how you can support an artist, like their stuff, comment, blah, blah. Honestly, that's great. That's really great. But it's not, it's like, it, it's, it's not everything that you can do. It's, it's fair. It's entry level. And it's, and it's like you said, I think that you put it very well that there's gratitude and there's appreciation for the people that are doing that. The next step up is sharing. Like, please, like this might not be for you. Like poetry might not be your jam, but how many people do you know? And are you connected with that? It is, and that you don't even know. And that's, that, that is a beautiful part about social media is that if I see a post about something that isn't my jam, I'm like, that might be kind of cool. I can share that at least. And so that way it just spreads yeah. the awareness. It creates more opportunities. And then those people who are into it like, Oh, I know, <laughs> I know Matt and I can trust Matt. And if he's, if he's sharing this poetry book from Adam, I'm, maybe I'll click on the link and just see like, what, what is this about? Oh, Oh, that's, a, that's, that's, that's kind of, and then being genuinely connected and interacting and, you know, being authentic about it, that is, is really supporting a creative person. Yep. 
you know, having that authenticity, you know, I'm not saying you go out there and just say, Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to buy this just because I know you don't do that. Nobody no. wants that. Yeah. You know, don't listen to my podcast or my radio show just because you, you feel sorry for me or yeah. you know, oh, it's not necessary. I, I would rather have one on the person than a hundred yeah. likes on Facebook any day, yes. any day of the week. I'll take that any day, you know, but if you want to be authentic, you want to be genuine. You really want to see that person, um, you know, do well. Like you said, share it with somebody that might be interested in it. You know, say, hey, man, have you have you heard this burn your boats? You know, have you heard, you know, have you heard this podcast? Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is an entrepreneur that I know. Hey, Matt, you know, this is somebody that I know that might be, uh, you know, a good fit for your, for your show. Exactly. You know, you do those kind of things because you do it for everybody else. You do it for yourself, you know. You there's a new like like the new movies that come out. Oh man, I can't wait to go see that. They build that interest. They build that yeah. superficial need. That that you know whatever. They build the hype up, and people are just in a frenzy to see it. Oh, can you believe they're doing this? And the, you know, people love that drama. But when it comes to supporting like our friends and our family that are doing things, yeah. and you know, <laughs> you I don't know. So and then when they make it big, it's so like, easy. oh man, I was there from day one. I was there, you know, <laughs> like yeah, I was I was listening. To, Matt's podcast before you even had a name on it, you know? You're like, what? <laughs> you never really? one time told me that you were listening to it. <laughs> like, like, where is this coming from? That is from? honestly, the, the interesting part is I've, I've had hands-on experience with that, where I've had people come up to Already? me and wow. give me full-on critiques of episodes, like, but people that are, that are thorough, thoroughly into the podcasting world where like they listen to interview based podcasts, just like mine is. And they're like, Hey, listen, so, you know, I listened to your first two episodes and both of those were CD's uh, two parter. And he's like, I, I, you know, I thought you did an amazing job with this and this was really awesome. It was captivating here. Like, did you ever think about something like that? And I'm like, dude, I'm not even, I don't even know you like on, like, we're not even friends on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And you found the show? Like, I know you, you know, but like, how did, okay, that's, that's cool. And, but like, and the level of interest there was kind of mind blowing. It's kind of strange too. Like, it's kind of like, what? You know, I I didn't know you were Googling me. Yeah, (laughs) no, it's, and how the word gets out there. And it's, so it's that, that kind of thing is kind of what keeps my, uh, my fire lit for the show. I mean, it's lit because yeah. I enjoy these conversations so much myself that yeah, me too. I, as long as I continue to enjoy it and I continue to feel like I'm getting value and I'm able to create value from that, that is displayed outward. I'm going to continue doing it. Yeah. And I so, think, I think that's the, the, you know, that's the reward of it. And when, when you, when you can support someone and you genuinely like it, I, you know, like I'll listen to uh, your podcast. I, I started listening to it. I've got a friend named Josh that he um, he does his his podcast in Savannah. It's called the Savannah Zombie Podcast. He's the one that turned me on to the Anchor FM. You nice. know, and uh, <clears throat> I listen to when my friends put something out new and they're trying to do something different. Like I have a friend of mine that she's got a Patreon account and she just started doing it uh, a couple months ago. And she asked me, you know, hey, I, I just updated some of my stuff. Can you take a look at it? You know, give me some feedback. That's a way that you can support someone because you're helping them in, in some uh, capacity or whatever. You know, and that, that's the kind of thing. If you want to support a creative person, then then do that. Don't think that liking a post is 
supporting. It's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it, that's not the kind of support that creative people need. Mm-hmm. Social media, you know, sharing is like a next step up. But, you know, talk, word of mouth. That's the most really, powerful. Really, to me, that's word of mouth. That's the most powerful the thing. Yes. Word of mouth is the best way that you can support somebody. Hey, you know what? I, I'm not really into entrepreneur stuff, but I've got a friend of mine that's getting ready to start a business up. You know what? I'm going to tell him about that or her about it because maybe they can get some information out of yeah. your show that can help them on their route, you know, on their tr- on their path, you know, um, the poetry thing I've got, there, there are three poets coming out to my show for the first poetry reading, you know? So it's, it's a way that I, I can do something that I enjoy. And it's also a way to help, promote what they're doing you know so it's a show it's going to be i didn't realize people like poetry because i like poetry but i didn't i never talked to anybody about it right i haven't written any poetry since i was a kid i go to this poetry at east shaver booksellers and a packed room i didn't realize that there were so many people that enjoyed poetry yeah and so i said well i'm going to share my thing i'm going to put this out there i'm going to share my thing and I have other deadlines. I have other goals. You know, talking about the acting thing earlier, and I know we got to wrap it up here. But yeah. you're talking about the acting thing, I'm just kind of gelling it all together. Yeah. That opportunity came about on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday this week it came out. Um, came up. I emailed the director. This is from a friend of mine that posted on Facebook about you know the the meeting extras, and I, I told my friend I said, "Well, I'm off on Friday." You know, um, and I sent him a message. He sent me the information. I emailed the director. Um, I've never done any acting before. I don't have an acting resume, but I just sent the information. I sent a headshot. Um, just said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm open Friday or whatever. He emailed me back. We talked on the phone, and he asked me, are you available all day? And I was like, yeah, I'm available all day. Uh, he said, well, can I get back with you because we're looking at some other people, you know, whatever. He said, I'll let you know tomorrow. Is that okay? I said, sure. You know, no problem. I mean, because at this point, there's no skin in the game for me. There's no loss if I, you know, if I don't get it. But it's a gain if I do, you know. And uh, guy was real friendly or whatever. So Thursday, now keep in mind, shooting's going on Friday. Thursday is when it was finalized, and it was that quick. I show up Friday. I turn my paperwork. We start shooting. Filmed until ten something last night. I think home until wow. 11 almost. Wow. But it was an opportunity that came open, you know, and I met, I met, um, you know, got, got, uh, I learned some different things about the industry, you know, and I've interviewed actors. I've interviewed entertainers, you know, people that are in the business. You know, so this gives me a vantage point to be able to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not an expert. I'm new. I'm beginning it. Yeah. You know, I'm doing something and it could lead to other things. You know, so like you doing the podcast a year from now, you might say, Hey Adam, you know, I've been doing this podcast for a year and I'm putting together a book on the best practices that I've learned. Burn your boats, best practices. Boom. I did this interview with so-and-so and this is what I learned from this interview. Format that's already been going on. People have been doing this. They've been doing this exact same format. You know, who are you going to talk with? Who's the first person you're going to think of? Whoever you know that does that. You're going to say, hey, you know, so-and-so, uh, you know, I'm thinking about putting up, you know, this together, you know. 
Same thing with a podcast. Somebody might, might have an idea for a podcast right now. They know that you're doing a podcast. They're going to contact you and say, hey, you know, Matt, I've got this idea for a podcast. I, I don't know where to start. Do you have any pointers? That's what it's all about. That's what the, being the creative and being supportive and showing people you know, that support. You know, that's, that's, I guess that's my whole thing. And I appreciate you giving me some extra time here to talk about it. But, uh, you know, I just think it's, it's just something that's important. Um, and that really, you know, go out there and do your own thing. For me, I'm more, you can, I mean, I'll share with you. I'm trying to, I'm working on things too. Nothing is ever perfect. It's not going to be perfect. If you wait till it's perfect, it's not ever going to get done. And you know what's better than perfect, Matt? Done. Done. Do it. Be done. Yeah. I I did it. And I, I fell prey to that. And, and so I, I completely agree is that at some point you got to pull the trigger because there's only a certain amount of growth that can occur before action is taken. And so develop, and I'm not, so I'm not saying like, you don't know shit about what you're doing. Like don't dive into it tomorrow. Take your time and learn, figure out, actually develop a certain skill set and then dive in. But don't sit there and wait for perfection. Yeah, set a goal, take a step, you know, and that first that first step could be just taking, you know, setting a goal. So, you know what, let me let me play around with this idea. Let me, you know, let me see what I can do with this interest that I have. Yeah. If you're, if you're not interested in it, it's not work. If you don't have a passion for it, if it's not something that, it's something that you like and it, it becomes drudgery, it's not going to work. You can't you can't force yourself to do uh, something that you don't like for free. You just can't. No. no. I couldn't agree more. And Adam, I really appreciate your time today, brother. Thank and you, I, too. I, I can't wait until, until the next one. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. It's so crazy. I feel like I feel it's, it sounds crazy, man, but I feel like we could do like a day.